Welcome back to The Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm speaking with Lisa Anise about her new book, I Am the Light, 180 Days to Remember Who You Are. Lisa is a healer, spiritual guide, author, and founder of The Divine Sound, a healing studio in Wyckoff, New Jersey. She's a dedicated practitioner and teacher of kundalini yoga. She's a sound healer, spiritual guide, and author. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here. And before we came together today, I pulled a goddess card for our time together and for you. And Coventina purification came up. Oh. <laughs> it's time for a cleansing detoxification of your body and mind. How does Coventina resonate with you? Oh, I, I just love that. I, I think, you know, that's a perfect timing for you to pull that card for me as I just believe in myself and my life and clearing my mind and connecting with my heart and soul for my direction of my next direction, my path, ensuring I'm always on that right path is the way to go. So I, I so love that you pulled that card for me today. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And I thought it also was a beautiful compliment to your book and to the work that you've done and are doing and how important it is for all of us to open to receiving purification and to make choices that help clean up our body, mind, and spirit. I think that's a great way to uh, phrase that. I never thought about that way, you know, clean up. And that's exactly what I have done. And I'm exactly what I'm recommending in my book for my readers to do is learn how to help yourself, learn how to help with your body and then your mind and then your soul as a true triangle of healing. So that's a beautiful way to put a purification of the soul. In I Am The Light, I love how you show up with complete transparency, sharing your journey and doing so with the intention to educate and help others do the same for themselves. Can you talk to us a little bit about your inspiration and intention as you wrote this book and are now on the other side, having birthed the book? Yes, I love, I love that. I love the term the other side, as I've been using that for myself, as I'm on the other side. I Am Light was written as a book of truth. It was written for my, my, my two sons because I wanted them to know during my darkest time, which was separating from their father and going through a divorce, that I didn't crumble. I stayed with my truth of who I was and I became authentic and very vulnerable as I wanted them to learn from me that that is the path, making sure we maintain what is best for us. And so I am walking a path that's unknown and beyond grateful that my boys are watching my every moves and they have the opportunity to see me a completely new person for them and a mother. And that was why I Am Light was, was birthed as, as a true gift for them. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And as that gift came together for them, obviously it was also a gift for you and became this wonderful opportunity for your readers to dig in as well. Uncovering our personal truth is a deep journey and a beautiful gift. How will your book help readers 
remove their layer of armoring so that they can get to that space of of lightness of being. So it's allowing the reader to remember who they are, remember who they were born as, and they came to this body as a soul and living on earth to live their purpose. And it's through recognition of their truths and following different paths and remembering through reflections. So every day is a daily read and you would have a quote that I reflect on deeply and then I propose a question for the reader as well. But then also looking into a daily practice of yoga. So moving your body, moving energy, meditation, so that's for connection with your soul and then sound healing as well. So daily practice is something that I utilize during my transition for separation and eventually divorce to help me heal and connect with myself. And having those tools is really what I believe kept me standing tall and allowed me to continue on my path, which was unknown and it gave me the strength. And I followed my heart. That was really what I did. And that's what I'm sharing for my readers as well, to look to your heart for your truth because that's where it lies and understanding that that connection comes from the divine, you're guided and knowing that you follow that unknown, having faith, then you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I like how there is movement involved and sound healing involved and contemplation involved because this isn't a surface dwelling, feel good book. This is a dig in and give it some thoughtful consideration. Move your butt, get on the mat, look in the mirror, all all of those kinds of things, all while you're doing the same and giving us permission to shine and to release the masks and, and layers of protection and shame and guilt and whatever else we might have accumulated in our lifetime. It's an opportunity to get really deep and really real because I find that it's necessary in this time that we've all been running on autopilot and just really surface level and getting deep is where the magic happens and where I found to be the most alive. And it took you know, 40 years to do that. I'm 42 now. I wrote the book started at 41 and I'm so grateful that other side of my life, my second life, I get to explore in a whole different way than my first life because I'm truly following my heart and what's intended for me. And if you follow the readings in the book and you believe it in yourself, you too will be able to feel the same way. On day 29, authenticity is the the topic. And I'd love for you to share in your opinion, how we can tell if we're living authentically. I know that that we need to be in touch with our heart and listen to our heart, but truly living an authentic life, how do you know if you're not doing so and if you're just going through the motions? For me, it's been a feeling. So I know we talked about the heart, but also it's just feeling right, feeling that there's no second-guessing yourself. There's really believing in your own intuition. So trusting that guidance 
and not looking to the outside world of what others are doing and just mimicking them. And because that's how I lived my life for first 40 years or so. If it was good for them, it's good for me. And you'll know, you'll have this feeling of this like divine power through you. I keep, that's the only way I can explain this lightness, this like you're walking on a cloud feeling when Mm -hmm. you're truly authentic in who you are and you present that to the world. You won't have any fear of judgments around you. You'll stand tall and, and present yourself as who you, who you are. Mm. And that's how you know. And I am light. When I think about that, it's I am light. So as in this big, beautiful ball of light energy, but I am also lightness, lightness of being. So the lighter I am, the less serious I am, the more joyful I am. That's how I've found to be what is most authentically me. Yeah, so this this lightness of being also translates to ease, right? Ease, joy, and glory. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, being light and following that path and your vibration. So joy and love and all the good the good feelings in the world and also like we mentioned the ease and so when you feel divinely guided to something you're if it works for you then that's where your path needs to take you so many times i i know i overcomplicated things or i tried to go into areas that weren't right for me at the time and it was difficult but i still pursued i still pushed and writing this book and working in the spiritual world, I realize when it comes with ease and simplicity that that's meant for me. Am I exuding extra energy or effort? Then that is where my soul needs to be going. And then how do you tell through your practice and, and through the work that you've done in writing this book and, and everything that you do and show up as a healer, how do you address self-sabotage when something comes into the frame and you know it feels light and it feels right and you're excited about it but then if you give it too much thought or if you give it too much time it's like putting a wet blanket on your dream and you've just sabotaged yourself how do, how do we snap out of that well i think it's always going to happen recognizing that life goes in waves and we have to think go steady and, and not jump in. I get very excited myself with new endeavors and things that I'm really passionate about that I tend to overdo it. And that's exactly what you're talking about now. And I, I feel myself now in my current in my current studio doing that. And I just take a step back and I meditate on it and I take a pause and I recognize, okay, maybe I went too, maybe I went too far, I'm going too far on a certain endeavor, I need to pace myself slowly because I'm getting way too ahead of myself. So in that case, that's very similar. And so I just have to really connect back with the truth of my heart and understand what is the right time for me now and what is the right time for me to get into something else further on a certain project. Yeah, self-sabotage can be tricky because we can, we can burn ourselves out. We, yes. can, we can walk away from something that we're actually that's actually meant for us. 
it'll come back around. It's just, you don't know when, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I think the more time that you are in contemplation and mindfulness, the more time that you are making an effort to put yourself at the front of the line and whether that be through moving your body, through sound healing, through reading this beautiful book, whatever it is, the choices that you make that can remind you there's so much more for you to enjoy. There's so much more light. There's even more and more and more. It's, it's just kind of like as soon as you step into it, the more everything expands. At least that's been my experience. No, I agree with you 100%. And I've always, as I share my book, I've always a planner and my background's in accounting and always have it all figured out. And now I'm trying to really just flow through everything and just realize what is meant for me now and not overcomplicate my life as I tended to do that as a young person. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better for myself, so much better for my family. And I know I'm impacting those around me in a positive way as well as they've seen my transformation. And it makes me feel, you know, such gratitude that they are learning from me and, and implementing some of my techniques for their own lives. And they mm -hmm. see a change in themselves. And that's was my gift to helping other people. Such a valuable gift it is. I would love to know a little bit about your sound healing practice and how sound healing is a supportive component of obviously of your life, but also of your book. Sure. So I started off in Kundalini yoga and in Kundalini yoga, they utilize a gong at the end of uh, the practice for deep relaxation. So I always was familiar with the gong and utilizing that in my, in my Kundalini practice. And then when my son was diagnosed with permanent hearing loss two summers ago in 2020, I had an Akashic reading done that you know, we're kind of we're still, we're still trying to figure out what was going on with his hearing that mentioned sound healing could help him. So of course I wanted to learn everything I could about sound healing, and I found the path of ancient Tibetan bowls. And through my teacher, she shared with me about these tools that are utilized in Tibet by the monks called the Tingshas that. Uh, are used for the monks for hearing loss and also for waking up from meditation. And so I felt very called to the Tibetan practices. And I like that there is a protocol. So a certain sequence that you are striking the, the, the metal bowls in a way to help with anxiety, depression, new beginnings, creativity. And I believed in the deep power of the energy movement in a way I couldn't explain it. I couldn't see it. I just believed in it. And that's why I knew I wanted to um, expand my knowledge into sound healing. So I started with the bowls. I first had a gong. Then I started with the bowls. And then I got into other fun tools with chimes and other drums. And I do a lot of mantra as well. So mantra is, is, is singing, chanting verses. That's a form of sound healing. And so I first was introduced really to the deep practices of sound healing for my son, but I found my joy in this gift, helping other people in it. And for that, I always say my son, my, my greatest blessing because of that. And I'm certain that he could feel the vibrations like be before you 
you got the hearing aids for him? Yeah. So right before we got his hearing aids, ironically, my other son, his brother had gotten a guitar and Michael, my my little one with the hearing loss, he just kept playing the guitar and he felt the vibrations. Mm -hmm. And that's when it just hit home to me that we were on a path that was going to be very good for all of us. And the feeling of the vibrations is something that you need, your cells feel. I mean, it's internal, the sound healing, how it works. And there was a science behind it and I just trusted it. And ironically, I just got back from a gong training by master, gong master Don Conroe. And he had this beautiful quote he shared that that gongs can be played by the deaf because they feel it. They feel the vibrations. That's why mm-hmm. they play them. And it was, I stopped in my tracks. I wrote the quote down. I said, wow, this is, this is why I'm here on this path. Wow. That's so potent. Key life mantras are the backbone of this book. In my opinion, uh, the beautiful, I am mantra reminders. I am light, I am divine, I am intuitive, I am love, I am power, I am joy, I am truth. I mean, I'm just, it makes me smile just saying it. Yeah. And as I was moving through it, I was like, I wonder why Lisa began with I am truth. So the truth is, is everything. It's starting with the truth. and the way the book works and the way that the the mantras work so going off the chakra system so the i am truth chapter connects with the root and the throat chakra so the throat is the fifth chakra and the root is the first chakra we connected those my publisher and i discussing it because 180 days and 30 days a month six chapters seven chakras so we combined those two and truth was the epitome of everything the 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 actual title of the book we had talked about maybe doing something called truth but i am light with something overall over truth and then truth is what was a component so as we started off our conversation talking about the truth i wanted my boys to learn to live with truth and authenticity and that's why i felt strongly about having that shared first yeah wow our time is already like flown by so quickly. It's crazy, crazy. I love it. When you dive into a good conversation, how fast it moves. Yeah. I've asked you a lot of different questions today. What, what have I missed? What would you like to share that I haven't touched upon? Um, Certainly I'll be promoting your book at the, at the end of the show, but I would love to give you the stage, the opportunity to share anything else that is speaking to your heart right now. I think covering the, the basic, uh, you know, the different chapters and really is going deep in the reflections or something that I want to ensure that, you know, readers do because it's important for them to take a step away and do that work because that's where, that's where you feel into what may be happening in your own world and what has to be healed. Because, you know, personally, when I wrote this book, I was healing all the way up through the chakra systems, things that I didn't know how to even be healed. We're getting healed. And that's why I feel it's a true gift for people and tool. What upcoming events do you have that uh, our listeners might want to get involved in? Sure. So um, I'll be promoting monthly book 
book sessions for the book. So basically, those who have purchased the book, a connection point for, these will be virtual sessions, so connection point for deep reflection, looking at the book, diving into some areas deeper, an opportunity to share uh, in a safe space with myself and others what you may be feeling, experiencing, plus participate in some healing modalities. So those will be book club offerings that I'll have on my website. I also will be doing in the, the new calendar year retreats if people are around the New Jersey area or interested in that. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate you making time today to have this conversation with us. Your book is fantastic. I love the journey that you're on. It is just one of those things when you watch a person bloom <laughs> and know how many people you're touching in, in that blooming. Yeah, it's, it's something I'm recognizing now that the book is out and open and people are buying it, that I am so blessed to have connection with people I don't even know exist and they're mm -hmm. getting a benefit from me. And, and that was something I never anticipated before writing the book. That's mm -hmm. quite a gift. Well, thank you again, Lisa. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. That was Lisa Anise. I Am the Light is a six-month journey of discovery and remembering. The short, easily assimilated daily reflection will empower you to see life differently. This book is an invitation to recognize and celebrate potent daily moments that reveal who you are, why you're here, and what life is really about for you. You can get a copy of I Am the Light at lisaanise.com or wherever books are sold. Thanks for listening.